Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For Ben Johnson to know, instead of saying, you know what, let's wait and see what happens. Do I get it? Do I not? He has a great chance. He has a great life. He is an excellent, excellent offensive coordinator who's going to have an opportunity Next year, Tom, the fact that he pulls out now guarantees he is not going to get a head coaching job this year. But it's certainly much like the Lions window is now open. Ben Johnson's coaching window is open as well. Well, <laughs> or, or closed, uh, at least for this year. Ian Rappaport. It's, a, it's super interesting. I, I don't know very much about this guy. On a, on a human level, I respect it. Because you're not supposed to do it. I mean, the pressure, you sort of get funneled, if you're lucky enough and successful, to head coaching jobs. And often those end up with franchises that, I mean, you can't survive. Uh, And then what? And then you're a coordinator somewhere else and you're just bouncing all over the country for 20 years. So stability is is highly coveted in, in coaching. And he might be in a place where he's got the Detroit offensive coordinator job for a long time if he wants to just have that job, at least for another year. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to go pretty badly for him to not – for him to get fired or something next year. But it's – um, that's interesting. Did, did, just, he, did he go – do you happen to know I, – I, I'm sitting here now realizing I don't know. Did he interview with these teams before or, or was it all waiting until they were eliminated? I know there's a window there where – he could have talked to these teams. Like, I wonder if he got yes. a feel for Washington or Seattle. Like, Washington's the one. Like, Washington was they, – they don't want Belichick because they're after this guy. At least that's the reporting that I saw uh, on that. Um, but, like, m- maybe he just, you know, bad vibes? Like, I don't know. Neither – I mean, Seattle's got Geno Smith. I don't know how you want to feel about that. He's not exactly a young quarterback. He's been at a, at a respectable level for a couple of years since his career kind of restarted. But Washington isn't anywhere, and you know you might you might want to hold off and see if you can wait for I don't know a situation like Jim Harbaugh just walked into like they oh they've got a guy and I can be the guy that straightens them out great. I guess I mean that could be right. They do have the second pick, just like we talked about with New England before. Washington will right, get somebody right. that's right that a coach probably would really love to have to work with, and yes. and, and from the beginning. So. Um, you know, that's good. There's an argument that Washington is in a better quarterback situation right now than the Chargers are. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a great one, but... Or even Detroit. Cer- maybe Detroit, yeah, right? But, again, like, human level, cool. You're happy? Keep going. Why do you have to mm-hmm. go to the next mm-hmm. bigger market or bigger bigger job? So that's that's good. I think about, too, like... The fact that here's Washington getting ready to start over. They have new ownership with a, a rookie stud prospect. And 
like most of the names that are left, Dan Quinn, Belichick, most of the names that you hear like still be viable considerations are defensive coaches. Vrabel too. Mike Vrabel, of course, maybe quintessentially, if not Belichick is. Like, yeah, right. And so I know just how many years of this, you you too. Like you would want to start with an offensive coach, especially if you're drafting a quarterback at two. Right. But Bobby Slowick maybe is the one name where like he had interviews, the Houston guy. Um, and so you could do that. But would you feel like you had to? This could be interesting, like thinking about Brady. I think he probably Johnson probably did interview uh like Zoom wise. Mm-hmm. Like Brady did with Atlanta, I think. Because when did that ha- that broke before the Bills had been eliminated. That's right. So I think that's how that worked. But I'm not positive of that. They they had to wait to hire him until Detroit lost. But, you know, they're not getting right, anywhere. Right, right, right. So they, yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I wonder what they do now. Uh, because you're right. Like, the, the at least the, of the names that were talked about in this cycle, there's not there's not much left offense-wise. So, like, I don't know, do, do you circle back now and start talking to guys that you hadn't maybe been considering because you've lost out on what, at least from here, we presume to be their number one target? Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, like, you, you also want to, you know, consider getting, you know, there, there's different things to consider. Um, you know, experience and ha- having done the job of head coach before might matter. And, like, these defensive guys certainly have that. All of the names you mentioned have that, whereas any coordinator that's out there now might not have any of that. So that could be challenging. Like, I, I wonder. That's a, a hell of a spot. Like, I wonder how jilted Washington feels right now by, by that. Like, did that, like, wreck their week or their off season? Maybe. Maybe. It wasn't that every hire was an offensive coach. Uh, Atlanta for one, with Raheem Morris. And, you know, that's a team that had an offensive coach, and you'll often see that, where they make a change and they go the the other way. But isn't it just, like, as true as ever, or is it not? Like, would, would you rather have Mike Vrabel or Bobby Slowick? Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, franchise lacking severely for credibility. There's a guy right there. Yeah. Or... That, that, I think that that's... It. That's closer than I'd like to admit because of the experience factor. You don't know if Bobby Slowick can do the job. You know, I mean, he's never done the job. There's the it's it's a different gig than just being in charge of the offense and calling the plays. Um, lots of guys have made the transition. Obviously, I mean, it's the, it's the number one you know transition into head coaching ranks is being a coordinator on either side of the ball. Uh, but I mean, guy's gonna nail it. And so Vrabel with his resume. As much as I want an offensive guy so I can avoid, right, What my best case scenario is I hire Vrabel, he gets a super bright coordinator to come with him who nails it, and in a year or two, and their, and their rookie quarterback flourishes, and maybe in a year, it's over. And i got to start over, and, and you don't want to do that, especially with the rookie quarterback. Um, so, like, I'm balancing – experience and a guy that I've seen do the job uh, versus stability, I think, of having an offensive guy that I don't have to worry about there, you know, being a new guy every couple of years. Well, you know, that's Washington. It's just, it, it gets you to McDermott and it gets me there because of the conversations that we have found ourselves having after every season 
you know, starting with when the Bills lose. There's, you know, sometimes two, three weeks between when they lose and the Super Bowl, like this time right here. And one way of talking about it has been, like for me, was last year and previous years being like, if they have the same season, I know, I know, I know about offensive coordinators. If they have the same season, I can't imagine wanting to change coaches. And it's a little harder to say that so definitively for me this year than last year because I know it can't just be forever. So there, there is still that. It, you know, John Harbaugh, who coached special teams, didn't make the Super Bowl. McDermott didn't make the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell, who played tight end, didn't make the Super Bowl. It's Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. You know, to whatever extent you want to draw, we do with quarterbacks, we do with coaches all the time. You want to make conclusions about how the teams in the Super Bowl, why they're there. That's an easy one. Good, well, Mahomes is Mahomes. Who knows what Brock Purdy really is? Everybody wants to see what Brock Purdy looks like on another team. You know, on, a, on the Carolina Panthers this year, would he still would he be the starter by the end of the season? <laughs> yeah. But is what it is. Tough luck. Yeah, he's got this coach and he's got this system and it works. So yeah, it's amazing. And the guy could be the last pick in the draft, literally last year, and um, be starting in the Super Bowl and maybe win it against Mahomes. Who knows? And like, it it's still there. I, that's all. I guess I want. Yeah. I, I guess that's my conclusion. Is this just that the the, the Defensive coach, offensive coach point is still there. If if the Bills have the same year, however you want to exactly define it, does Brady go? Right? I mean, that's another division title. It's another playoff win. If it's identical, nobody's going to blame him, or are they? Maybe. Could, potentially they could for why they didn't go farther. Right. Next year, but Josh Allen's going to throw for his, you know, his, his yeah. forty-five total touchdowns, passing and running, and his <laughs> yeah. thousands of yards, yeah. and be an MVP candidate. And you're the offensive coordinator of that team. You know, if it's I, not, if it's not that big, that'll be a story. Like it's probably going to be something like that. Yeah, I, I think the fact that he even got that sort of attention after you know, co- you know, being the coordinator for what, what was seven or eight games, whatever it was, including the playoffs. Uh, is an indication. I mean, he's he's what I think a lot of teams. He's still just thirty four years old. Um, a lot of teams might look at as like this is like the tre- the trend this off season. The Tampa guy uh, go- going to Carolina ha- has been Canales, right? That's his name. Yes. Um, like the, the young, bright coordinator on the offensive side of the ball getting elevated. And Brady, I mean, Brady is out of central casting for that. So if they have yeah, I mean, if Allen, if Allen's Allen and throws for his, you know, 4,400 yards and runs for 12 touchdowns and throws for 40 or 35 or whatever, yeah, he's going to get – he'll get this attention, I think, for sure. Um, well, then, really, for our purposes, that's what. Because with, with Dable, it was askable, do you keep Dable instead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then, like – Earlier this year, that became more and more popular take. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. If I ran things mm-hmm. as much as, like, it, I don't know, like, I, I would have a problem there because, like, if I inherited McDermott, I respect him and m- the number of games that he's won. He's made my franchise a perennial Super Bowl contender. But, um, you know, I want an offensive coach in charge, and I would have, I just don't think I could do it. Like, relieve him 
mm-hmm. and then put my coordinator in his place. Maybe next year I could, but after 2020, I don't think I, or 21, whichever it was, I don't think I could have done it. As I said, you know, all along, I just, yeah, I get it, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, um, I think this, this whole conversation about the, the importance of having an offensive coach as your head coach to avoid this scenario where your coordinator becomes a rock star and gets a head coaching job and leaves and you've got to start over at the position uh, or just find someone to sort of jump in, kind of like the Bills have done now twice, right? I mean, Dorsey was here already. Brady obviously was here already. So somewhat seamless, but still, you know, you got to make a change. Um, I don't remember when McDermott – it's one of these things that comes up, I think, that only happens when your team is good. And when McDermott got hired, there was no recent history at all of the Bills being good. So I don't remember strongly having a preference, you know, about defense versus offense. Like, I don't remember how in-depth we would have had these conversations about that subject. I feel like it's something that I've only come to realize as they got good. Like, oh, they're good now. Dayball's going to leave. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> um, and, whereas, like, when McDermott got hired seven years ago, that was a foreign concept to me. I, I'm sure that that rationale was out there and existed because teams, good teams have been going through this sort of thing, um, you know, for years in the league. But it wasn't something that really I'd experienced as directly as the team I talk about for a okay, living, okay, uh, having it. So. I mean, it was out then, but yeah. maybe not as I'm not, I don't want to say obvious. Like you don't have to agree with it, but prevalent. Um, yeah, it's interesting to look back on that. Like I, not only would I would I want the offensive coach to take over, especially when I'm coming off defense. Like I I bought Rex Ryan. Because you had an, a sale and, you know, a, kind of a, a star in the coaching ranks who he'd beaten New England in the playoffs. I mean, just let's just start there. So I, I bought it. And then, you know, you could easily eventually see why, okay, well, this is still not a serious team this way. Right. But after that, there's your moment because you don't have the quarterback. And one thing I remember talking about a lot thinking about Sam Darnold for this, this would be 2018, same draft as Allen, of course, how, and this happened to Mayfield too, good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, if your coach is a holdover, and he was, that was Todd Bowles with the Jets, and like, you're, you're, you're at the same time, starting with a rookie quarterback who you decide has to play, rookie deal, everything, find out if he's good, and a coach who kind of has to win, this happened with the Bears too, and and Nagy didn't settle. Like he started Andy Dalton instead of Fields, which ended up dooming Nagy, if not also Fields. Right? Like you you want the offensive coach, and you want it to align with yep. the rookie. That's what um that would be in Washington, whether it was Ben Johnson or Slowick. Mm-hmm. Like if that happens in Washington, that's ideal. You don't want somebody who. Like Ron Rivera with Sam Howell, like you're they're, you're both kind of screwed, and you, the quarterback is more important. Having the right coach and having him be on the same timeline, I think, is really good. And there there, there was this risk with Allen too, and I was not optimistic about Allen. And one part of that was 
defensive head coach who's already a year in. One significant difference in that example, though, was McDermott was fine because they broke the drought. Like they, the Bills got in the playoffs where the Jets were terrible and, I don't know, the Browns, right? So he was he was safe. And you, yeah, he had, he had the goodwill that he could sustain a, a year that you kind of shovel into the volcano, which is you know what Allen's rookie year was like. And you know, I don't know, maybe he tried to some extent to avoid that by starting Nathan Peterman. In the maybe, order, but it lasted only a half, and then there there goes Allen. And so you know you're, you're gonna you're gonna just live through that. And you know maybe it mattered uh, internally that they'd had the success they had. I mean certainly the fan base there was a lot of goodwill. I mean you broke. You broke a 17-year playoff drought. Oh, you're bad with a rookie quarterback? Yeah, fine, pass. Let's see Let's see what happens from now on. It's impossible to know, and it's hardly worth even care, caring enough to consider it, but if I mean, a, a, a mediocre, at best, Bills team that makes the playoffs in 17, I mean, they were super lucky, and they do that, 18 happens the same way. Instead, instead 17 goes like you lose three more games, whatever, 6 and 10 or something. 18 goes the way it went. 19... You're kind of in that moment where if McDermott makes it to 19, you've got he's got to win. Yeah. But Allen was so good, and then 20 took off, of course. But 19, he was good enough where that might have been, you know, McDermott might have survived that, and off off you go the same the same way. But yeah, it's a really interesting thing now because you if you pick PFF Bobby Slowick, he worked at PFF. Oh, and so did the, uh, Zach Robinson, who got an offensive coordinator job uh, this week. You, you take that guy over Mike Vrabel, you're really making a statement about what you think matters. Right. Yep. And it's one that a lot of teams already are making. 803-0550 to join us. Trista Crick, Sal Capaccio, Ross Tucker, all still to come today. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.